On the 7th of November 2006, a UFO sighting was reported at the Chicago O'Hare International Airport. Despite a number of airline employees and independent witnesses describing a disc-shaped craft hovering over the airport for some time before shooting through the clouds at high velocity, the Federal Aviation Administration declined to conduct an investigation. Aliens Explored is a weekly podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Welcome back, listeners, to Aliens Explored. Uh, With me, Stu Jackson. And me, Neil Kelly. This week we are discussing uh, the 2006 O'Hare Airport UFO incident. Uh, now this is one of those really interesting ones, isn't it, Neil? Um, um it, it is. Yeah, it's. Um, I think what's what's interesting about it is the um, the suggestion of a cover-up. Mmm. Yes. Absolutely. But it's. It, Again, it's one of those that gets me when when people say, "Oh, yeah, if there's no UFO, like if there's all these UFOs out and people don't take, how can you don't hear about it happening?" Mm. You know, in busy places. Well, this is another one of those circumstances where it did happen in a busy place. It mm. was seen by lots of people. There are photos of it. Yeah. Um. But yes, so. I mean, in terms of witnesses, you've got some really good quality witnesses. Uh, you've got mm. 12 airline employees and uh, a 13th person who saw this thing. Um, mm. It hung over, over an airport terminal uh, for a period of time. And, of course, the FAA just said, oh, no, it never happened. <laughs> well, that, that's interesting. It, it's... Um I mean, the actual details, November the 7th, 2006. So this was just before people started carrying around smartphones and would routinely have a camera or a video capability with them. Just a few years before that. So I don't know if there is any footage of this. There doesn't... I, I couldn't there find is, it. There is uh, photographic footage, mm. yes. It's not It's not brilliant quality by today's standards, but, um, but it is pretty... Right. Pretty good. So, um, the report that a group of 12 airport employees were witnessing a metallic saucer-shaped craft hovering over gate C-17 at O'Hare International Airport in Chicago. Um, 
According to the Chicago Tribune's John Hickovich, the disc was... Uh, Hilkovich, sorry, I'm doing him a disfavour. John Hilkovich. The disc was visible for approximately five minutes and was seen by close to a dozen United Airlines employees, ranging from pilots to supervisors, who heard chatter on the radio and raced out to view it. So they, they heard this kind of thing going on. Um, both the United Airlines and the Federal Aviation Administration initially denied that they had any information on the UFO sighting. Um, Until they well, uh, had a freedom of information request. And then suddenly, oh yes, we do know about it. Well, what <laughs> happened was that the FAA ordered an internal review of air traffic communications tapes to comply with the request. Um which subsequently covered a call by the United Supervisor to an FAA manager in the airport tower concerning UFO sighting. But I, I don't have the detail of what the content of that call was. Um, I mean, it, it, it could simply have been the United Supervisor calling the town saying there's an identified flying object over gate C-17 and the guy in the control tower saying, well, we can't see anything either visually or on our radar. That could have been the content of the call. So... It could it could have been, but that would mean that the FAA were aware of it, or they were aware of, of it as a report. So why did they say, oh, no, 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 it doesn't exist? Um, well, because they, they've got conflicting information. They've got, they've got people on the ground saying, we can see this disc hovering above the, the um, C-17... Um, but you've got people in the control tower saying, well, we're, we're seeing, we can see nothing from our vantage point and there's nothing on the radar. So that, that could have been yeah, the content of the conversation, just saying, well, we can't see anything. That's, that's it. And that would be fair enough, but you wouldn't say we have no information about it. You'd say, yes, we had a report about it. However, it was not corroborated. Um... But I, I, can easily, I, I can easily see how they could say, well, no, we have no information about it because the, informa- the, the source of information we, we would go to for our, for our information source, we would go to the control tower, we would go to the FAA and they would tell us what they saw on the radar or what was visible from the control tower and what they said was nothing. They couldn't see anything to corroborate anecdotal evidence from nearer to the site that people were saying, well, we can see something. And they're saying, well, no, we can't. We've got no information on it. Okay, but, but also United Airlines, for whom these dozen people worked, hmm. also said that they had no information whatsoever, even though their own employees had reported it. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that smacks of cover-up to me. <laughs> there, there is that hint. There is, there, right there is that there. suggestion that something's been covering up. But I'm also thinking, well, they just said, well, we've got no information about it because the people who we'd normally ask, the control tower and the radar operators, saw nothing. Uh, you know, if, if they don't see it, then it's nothing, what, regardless of what people on the ground think they see. I mean, these days, airports are far more um, alert to the possibility of UFOs because... People fly drones these days. People didn't have drones in 2006. But yeah, we they, had the, 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 um, was it the Gatwick Airport fiasco where 
there were reports of a drone and the police were looking for it and then it turned out that the the drone that was being sighted was their own drone that they were using to look for this <laughs> this unauthorized drone and it was yeah a complete mess up but but basically yeah drones weren't really a thing in 2006 so looking at this this photograph um which is you know it's to to be fair it's a bit grainy um mm. it's it's a cloudy day mm. but it is absolutely clear from this that that you are looking at a large dark disc shaped crowd i mean this literally looks like something out of independence day or or v mm. from when i was a kid um you know it really does look it, it, it to all intents and purposes like a huge flying saucer just hovering there um, but we're given this this cock and bull explanation <laughs> without any investigation. Um, so the FAA have, have said, OK, well, we're not going to bother investigating it because uh, we think it was a weather phenomenon. Hmm. Well, basically because it didn't show up on the radar <coughs> and they couldn't what see it. What kind of answer is that then? Does that mean that stealth... Uh, stealth fighters and stealth bombers are weather phenomenon then that they don't exist well no I mean stealth fighters and stealth bombers are shaped in a certain way and painted with a certain material to give them a very very small radar that they will reflect a very poor signal if at all so they're not not really invisible they're certainly not invisible to the naked eye um, but they are harder to track on radar Okay, and this, this, looking at this photograph, you're looking at an object that is very dark in colour, so, you know, mm. not dissimilar in colour to stealth mm. craft, although it's impossible to, to tell a specific colour from the photo. But you're also looking at something with a, um, a very slim profile. So, mm. again, you know, Looking at something like that and, and knowing about stealth technology, wouldn't you say, well, look, at least we've got to do is just run, all right, it's probably weather, they might say, but let's at least run an investigation. Refusing to run an investigation, I find really bizarre. Again, I think it's because they, they couldn't see it. And witnesses describe the object as completely silent, like a cloud, um, yeah. and somewhere between six okay. to twenty-four feet. Well, that's one point eight meters to seven point three meters in diameter. So, would would a disc six feet in diameter show up much on the radar? Was it actually inside their radar field? I mean, they got their radar scanners around the airport looking for things. Yeah. Was this thing actually down inside where they wouldn't see it? They, you don't see themselves on the radar, do they? They they're looking outwards. Was it too close to be picked up on their radar? Too close and too small? Well, exactly, but that's that's a perfectly reasonable question. And mm. you know, we don't we don't have an answer. But given that there is this possibility that it isn't just weather, mm. you'd run an investigation, surely. You know, is is 
It's hovering over the gate of an airport. You'd, you'd investigate. You really would. Um, would you? I mean, these people are very busy. I mean, and, and would the... So I wouldn't imagine the FAA would investigate it, but maybe you know, a, a, there would be a branch of government that looks into these kinds of things. Would they necessarily make their findings public? Um, an astronomer... Ah, Mark, now, Mark, that's, that's a very different thing. Mm. You know, yeah. yes. Um, had they done an investigation, are they just not releasing the information, which makes it, by definition, a cover-up? Absolutely, yeah. I find and declaring no, no no investigation. And yeah, yeah, uh, Mark Hammergren you were about to mention as well. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, he's, a, he's an astronomer who said the weather conditions on the day of the sighting were right for what he calls a whole punch cloud, an unusual weather uh, phenomenon. Now, well, that relates to the manner in which this... Um, this object this, disappeared. This it, it flew object, upwards yeah, left and it. punched a hole in the clouds as it went through. Which means it must have been moving at some fair old rate to have done that. Mm. Um, the cloud then closed in after itself. Mm. Um, hole punch cloud as a phenomenon, though, is... reaching, um, to say the least... It's not something, it's, it's very unusual for it to be round in the way that this particular one was reported to have been. Mm. Um, no, it, no, that's just that's just an incredibly far thing. But it also doesn't explain what was this dark grey disc-like thing hanging over the airport. Mm. It's there, there's photos of it. There's photos, but... It doesn't exist. Mm. A, a video would be much more convincing. It would. That would be nice, but you, mm. know, you, you go with what you've got. <coughs> so for the benefit of our listeners, um, what's called a hole punch cloud or a, a fall streak hole is a large gap that can appear in cumulonimbus or alto cumulus clouds. And such holes are formed when the water temperature in the clouds is below freezing but because uh, the, the water is in a supercooled state, but it, it hasn't actually frozen. And apparently that can cause a sudden hole to open up in the clouds. Yeah, it happens all the time in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't know. I haven't, I haven't been there. No, neither have I. <laughs> but no, I, I, I honestly think that mm. the whole claiming to refuse to investigate is... <laughs> is a bit of a, a smoking gun. Uh, and look, I, I can understand, you know, I'm, I'm a strong <coughs> proponent for, you know, the truth coming out, but mm. I can also understand why um, governments and, and government officials would not want the truth out, because it is going to cause... You know, if you suddenly say, yeah, do you know what? Um, aliens have been visiting us and they've been abducting people and doing experiments on that. Do you know what? There's absolutely nothing we can do about it. You could be next, but who knows? Yeah, yeah you'd have mass panic. But an um, unidentified you know, flying object over an airport is a real cause for concern. I mean, a drone that you bought from your local Maplins flying over an airport 
is a cause for concern. A flock of birds is a cause for concern. So um, it depends what you call investigation. If they said, well, you know, there was a there was a report of something hovering in the sky, and um, the radar operator says, well, there was nothing on the radar, and here's the recording of it. There's nothing there, and we couldn't see anything from the control tower. That's kind of the investigation stopped before it even started. We we didn't see anything. There well, are... no, you talk to your witnesses, you, you get eyewitness reports. Um, but you would you? You do. Would you do that if, 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 it, if your radar is saying there was nothing there? If you are doing a serious investigation, then yes. Mm. But would you do a Absolutely. serious investigation if the radar is showing there's nothing there? You think, well, okay, it's, it's a waste of time. It's not... We don't know what well, it was. Several, several independent witnesses and photographic evidence of a thing. All right, mm. it didn't appear on radar, but it was very clearly there was something. Yes, yes, you do an investigation. Absolutely. I'm utterly convinced you would. I'm not so sure. <coughs> if it was, you know, someone on the ground saw something. There, there have to be grounds for an investigation. And if your main source of you information... Don't, you don't think independent witnesses are reporting something and a photograph of something is enough cause for an investigation? Um, I haven't seen the photos, so I don't know what can be seen. I mean, the photo is probably not time-stamped. Um, it's probably difficult to see where that photo was taken. Can, can you see the control tower in the background and this thing hovering there... Can you see that it's clearly hovering above gate C-17, or is it just this thing in the sky? You, know, you can that's... see that it's hovering above gate C-16. Uh, you can see aircraft in the picture, so although it's not time-stamped, hmm. um, you can see the airplane's registry, so you, you can sort of extrapolate dates and times uh, from that. Um, yeah, you've got a vista of the of the ground, so you can get a, a pretty much an exact location mm. as well from it. Yeah, yeah, it's not a it's not a small thing. Mm. But they've written it off as a weather phenomenon. I mean, this is this is to be fair. This is not just um, me saying. I think they're doing investigation. The National Aviation Reporting Centre on Anomalous Phenomena, which is a bit of a mouthful, NARCAP <laughs> as they're called. Um, they did a report on the sighting and has called for a government inquiry. Um, as they mm. said in their report, any time an airborne object can hover for several minutes over a busy airport but not be registered on radar or seen visually from the con control tower constitutes a potential threat to flight safety. Wouldn't that, from a formal mm. organisation, be enough to... Yeah, I, yeah, just say, oh yeah, yeah, it was weather. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a lame excuse. Mm. I mean, it, it, it was officially reported by at least one of the witnesses to this, this, this object hovering in plain sight over one of the busiest airports in the world. Uh, some witnesses were apparently upset that federal officials declined to further investigate the matter. Well, have they 
well, that again begs the question, have they actually declined to carry out any kind of investigation or have they decided we're going to keep this, we're going to keep this under wraps? And that's, that's the big question, which if it's under wraps, what is it that they've discovered that they feel the public can't handle? Hmm. Yeah. That's the it's a good question. Question. So we've got potential cover-up, or potentially screw-up, that they basically said, well, we didn't see anything worth investigating, but then, then when things hotted up, they just had to kind of go and wrap something that was the Freedom of Information request, where they, they, they revealed that there had been a call by the United Supervisor to an FAA manager, but... Um, the FAA manager seems to have just said, well, I can't see anything, either visually or on radar. I don't know what you're looking at. I mean, one element that we shouldn't forget um, when looking at cases like this is those people, like particularly officials in control towers and quite often pilots and, and such like, when they do come forward and say, I have seen this UFO, I have seen this object that does not bear up to rational explanation, they're mm. often met with such ridicule that that it can be career-ending. Mm. You know, never taken seriously again. And for, for someone in a position like that in the industry that they're in, you know, it, it's... Any pilot or, or air traffic controller or radar operator or anyone in, in that industry... Uh, that does come for it has the greatest of respect from me because they're incredibly brave coming forward, and also Actually, their probably might be destroyed by it. But I, I can imagine it, it would only be those who are fairly assured of their position who would do so. If you're a fairly rookie pilot and you go up and you see something you can't explain, you think, "Well, I saw something," and, and people just laugh at me if I if I say I saw something up in the sky, they'll they'll, they'll take the piss. But if it's if an experienced pilot who's got hundreds of hours of flying time, who says, no, I saw something I've never seen before, or, or they're reporting it in real time, and they're reporting its trajectory and whatever, and the people on the ground are saying, well, nothing on the radar, and they're saying, well, I can see this thing. You know, it's... Um, you've got to say it as you see it, haven't you, is it, is it when you're flying? You, you have. You have, and, and pilots... I mean, conversely, pilots make some of the best witnesses because they're familiar with what phenomena they see, you know, what mm. what, what strange visual effects you might get from things mm. and, and what have you. They're, they're good at judging distances. They have to be by, by mm. nature of what they do. Um, so, yeah, yeah the, pilots do make some of the best, most credible witnesses. Well, I think also they tend to be people with engineering degrees, they're very, very left-brain logical people. They're not given to flights of fancy or imagination. Exactly. It's not like... Exactly. So, which, which, coming back on this one, really begs the question, why did the FAA not take, or not apparently take it more seriously hmm. than they did? So, let's summarise on this one then. Um... So I'm <laughs> I'm absolutely convinced that a UFO visited O'Hare Airport 
in November the 7th, 2006. Um, I am certain that it was an object not man-made. Um, again, the, the way it hovered silently uh, and then shot off into the sky at a, a massive sudden acceleration like that. No, um, that's not a that's not a man-made object. Um, and I think there's definitely a cover-up. Either the FAA were prevented from investigating it by a higher authority or they've done a, a covert investigation that we're just not hearing about. Mm. Um, how about yourself? Um, it's a mystery. I, I think, for me, there's there's... There are too many gaps in the information for me to say, oh, it was definitely a UFO, but it's certainly, based on what the information I've been given, it seems quite inexplicable. Either as a, well, it, it couldn't be something man-made to, to not show up on the radar, to, to encroach on an air, on a busy airport. No, no, um, no responsible human being would do that, just fly a, <laughs> fly a craft into... into into an airport, um, and uh, the yeah the the explanations of meteorological phenomena just don't seem to explain it sufficiently. No, so there we go. The truth is out there. Mm. But what do you think, listeners? Um, is there a more mundane explanation? Are we barking up the wrong tree completely? Uh, with all this, um, I'll be just in fact nuts and wanting to see evidence. Mm. Or do you agree with us? Do you think we're absolutely on the money and that there is something going on that we're not hearing about? Uh, or somewhere in between, do tweet us. Let us know your thoughts on this. Um, and yeah, if you can uh, trace down the photo as well, do tweet that over so that Neil can see it. Mm. Uh, that'll be very, very interesting. Okay, well, thanks for thanks for joining us, and uh, don't forget to join us next time when we will be discussing the very intriguing subject of alien implants. That's it from me. I'm Stu Jackson. I'm Neil Kelly. See you next time. See you then. Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit aliensexplored.com. <laughs>